Welcome to season one of the Encourage podcast. I'm Becky Keefe, Encourage Community Manager, and I'm joined by my friend and fellow Encourage writer, Mary Carver. Mary is also the author of Courageous Joy, the new Bible study from Encourage. Mary and I are exploring what it means to delight in God through every season of our lives. The good, the ugly, the beautiful, and the broken. Nothing is off limits in these conversations because nothing in our lives is out of God's reach. Friend, do you long for lasting joy in a world that offers temporary pleasure? Do you wish your joy didn't sway with your circumstances or hinge on your performance? Then lean in as we learn together how to become women of courageous joy. Hey, Mary, I'm so glad to be back with you talking about courageous joy. Hi, Becky. How are you doing today? I am doing well. How about you? I'm good. I'm good. I mean, dare I say joyful. (laughs) Dare we say joyful. I'm really excited today. We're going to be talking about joy in the Lord. And while I said I am doing well, which is honest and true, it's also honest and true that there are some things in my life, even in this morning, that have not gone super well. And I'm kind of fighting, fighting for joy. And so I'm excited to have this time with you to shift my focus off of myself and on to the Lord. And that leads me to my first question is, how have you found joy in God, Mary? Well, I I mean, you could not have set me up any better than that because you said shifting your focus. And when I was thinking about this, you know, thinking about talking with you today, I kept going back to that verse in Philippians where it says, you know, whatever is good and true and honorable dwell on these things. Mm -hmm. And I think about how often I dwell on anything, but that, you know, why is it that, you know, there could be 87 good things in my life in any given moment. And I find the one hardship to focus on. Yeah. Granted. Sometimes it feels like there are 87 hardships, right? But, but when I can dig deep and look for, even if it's just that one thing that is true and good and honorable, Mm -hmm. that's what I'm able to really, like you said, focus on the Lord Mm -hmm. and find joy in that. Yeah. Despite whatever is going on around me or inside of me even. Yeah. I love that word dwell, right? Because it's not just like, um, a fleeting thought. And I know when I have, I I'm, I'm a thinker, I'm a processor. And so I often dwell on lots of things, but it's this, (laughs) uh, this challenge, this invitation to what are we going to fill our minds with? And, you know, for me, it's, I, think that I have found join the Lord actually when I dwell on who he is. And it sounds Mm. kind of like simple and, but, um, recently I've really been looking at, um, who God says he is, um, to Moses in Exodus where he Mm. declares his name Yahweh for the first time. And then he describes like what that means, like, who am I? And he says, um, the Lord, the Lord is compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger and abounding in faithful love and truth. And so 
on a morning like this where I'll just be honest, I'm kind of in a personal funk. <laughs> I'm just kind of feeling not quite myself. I can find joy still in stopping focusing on myself and my mm. funk and instead, God, who are you? You are compassionate and gracious. Like he's not like, get it together, Becky. He's like, <laughs> I'm right. sorry. Like, come to me, daughter. Like I am, I'm slow to anger the ways that you have fallen short. Like I understand. And I'm abounding, not stingy in faithful love and truth, right? Abounding, like overflowing. So I'm finding joy in that today. Yes. I love that. It reminds me of one of the first Bible studies I remember doing as an adult, um, from Beth Moore. Mm-hmm. Or she, the five truths. And one of them is, I believe that God is who he says he is. Mm. And yeah, I mean, he wouldn't say it if it weren't true. Right. Right. And so we can bank on that. We can like put our stock in that today. Yes. Today, we're going to hear a story from Encourage writer Robin Dance, um, and her story appears in week two, day three of the Courageous Joy Bible Study, and I know that there is a word of encouragement for each one of us, so let's take a listen to Robin's story. A close friend and I were on a neighborhood walk one day when she delivered a verbal jolt. I had been lamenting how someone who should have been leading me in my faith was failing miserably. This person who was supposed to build me up was letting me down, or at least that's how it felt to me. I was fundamentally assigning blame without meaning to because of their position. Have you ever considered that God might be prying your fingers off idols you're clinging to in place of him? She went on to challenge me to consider all the ways I might be holding on to people or things at the expense of my relationship with Christ. I began contemplating how I was filling my voids. How was I numbing my pain? I was grasping for worldly things to bring relief, satisfaction, and happiness without realizing I had pushed God to the margins. My conversation with my friend that day ushered in a season of self-examination, and I began to recognize subtle forms of personal idolatry. At times, my job, family, hobby, service, even church activities or pastors, all good things, were taking the place reserved for God alone. An idol could be anything that occupied my time, whether in thought or deed. It could also be anything in which I was finding identity, value, pleasure, or truth, even how I spent money was telling. We all need people in our lives who love us enough to tell us what we need to hear, don't we? It may feel better to hear what we want, but that sure doesn't help us. I am so thankful to have friends who point me to Jesus at the risk of hurt feelings or an uncomfortable or awkward moment. That conversation was a starting point for me to see how easily I was willing to substitute happiness derived from people or things for the lasting joy that comes from knowing God deeply and intimately. This glorious, indescribable joy that comes from loving and trusting God is available now and forever. Why would any of us settle for second best?
Hey, it's Mary, and I'm taking a quick break here to let you in on a little secret. That story you just heard? Well, that story and many more just like it are a part of the Courageous Bible Study series from Encourage. Throughout this whole year at Encourage, we are exploring what it means to be a woman of courage in all aspects of our lives. The latest Bible study, Courageous Joy, is available now. Get a copy for you and one for a friend at dayspring.com, Amazon, or wherever books are sold. And if you use the code podcast25 at dayspring.com, you can save 25% and get free shipping on Courageous Joy. Okay, Mary, how easy is it to lose our focus on God and look for joy in lesser things? Oh gosh, I wish it, I wish it wasn't so easy, but at least for me, it is super easy. And I was thinking about this before we started talking. And I think, you know, ideally I would be so good at this, um, following Jesus thing. (laughs) I'd be like, oh, it is super simple and not a problem for me to always focus on God. But the reality is it's hard. Mm -hmm. It's hard to stay tuned into him and focused on him when the world is just in our face. You know, like we can't, um, I mean, occasionally maybe some of us can escape most of the world for a weekend retreat or, you know, an afternoon of solitude or something like that. But for the most part, we are just in it. Mm -hmm. We are running errands. We are dealing with kids or aging parents or spouses or friends and we've got all of our, you know, we've got our job to do. We've got our chores at home to do. There's always something in our face demanding our attention. And so it takes intentionality to turn from those things that are fleeting Mm -hmm. and that might bring us some satisfaction for a time, but aren't lasting. Mm -hmm. I guess that's the same as fleeting. Right. Um, (laughs) I said it twice because it's doubly true. Right, right, right. To turn from that and turn to God. Yes. It's hard. Yeah, it is hard. It is hard. And I so appreciate how Robin um, acknowledged that she can fill her mind and her life with good things, right? Uh, Yes, yes. And I'm like, yes, all those things. I mean, you acknowledge the hard, Mary, which I always appreciate here at Encourage, like... We are not going to gloss over the fact no. <laughs> that things are really hard, but also um, I can fill my life with, with really good things with, you know, watching my kids um, play baseball games and with wanting to encourage a friend and read a good book and give myself to work and writing and speaking and, you know, good things. And yet those things are not meant to replace God's place in my life. Right. Um, and so I, I, I'm so grateful that Robin had that friend. And I feel like we all need that friend to kind of help us, you know, be like, Hey, yes. Hey, perspective, check, check. Like, how are you doing? Or even that question she asked, like, how, how are you numbing your pain? Get off my toes, man. Right. Right. <laughs> Don't tell me that I'm numbing my pain with oh. Instagram and ice cream and, <laughs> Avoid even the conflict with my husband. <laughs> right. Or even we can do this with, um, churchy things, Jesus-y things like, sure. um, reading, you know, a Christian living book 
writing a Bible study, him, him, um, you know, going to church, serving at church, we can fill our hearts and our focus with those things. But even that is just a substitute. Right. Right. So what, so what, what are we, what are we supposed to do? (laughs) What are we supposed to do (laughs) when we know, okay, like, nothing is supposed to be a substitute for God. Like he says, like, you know, have no other gods besides me. Cause he knows that as people, we are tempted to put other things in his place. So, um, when we realize we've made idols of things not intended to bring us lasting joy, what helps you to put God back in the number one seat? Well, I'd love to be able to tell you that it's getting up early and spending a good hour in, you know, in scripture and prayer. Um, but I am a night owl and not, not a morning person. And so that does work for a lot of people. I know to start, like Mm -hmm. start with time set apart for God first. Mm -hmm. But for me, what I have found is that, um, if I do that, it works. If I don't do that, I feel guilty. So instead I try to tether my habit like make it a habit, make it a routine, make it something that I do mm-hmm. consistently and, and tether that time with God to something else. Hmm. So for example, I have 25 minutes every Tuesday and Thursday evening because my daughter is in Taekwondo class. Well, I could sit in my car and play games on my phone uh-huh. or I could put my phone down and open up my Bible or just lean back in my seat and close my eyes and talk to God Mm -hmm. for longer than, you know, breath prayers during the day, or just a couple seconds here and there. Yeah. And maybe that's not ideal. And maybe that's just for a season, but for me, tying it to another activity, like, okay, every day I brush my teeth, then every day I'm going to look at this scripture. I've put on my mirror to memorize Mm -hmm. it or Yeah. That's so good. That helps me. Yeah. I think there's that practical of like, and here's the thing, the word of God is practical. Jesus in our lives is practical. It should be, he is real and here and not like in a Jesus box that (laughs) we can, you know, place on our Sunday front porch. Like, yeah, he's with you when you are waiting for your daughter at Taekwondo. Like, And so I think that's really good to be like, Hey, like I, as important as it is for me to take my daughter to this thing, you know, I can, I can use that block of time to sit and, and incorporate that into the rhythm of your life. I think that's so good, Mary. Yeah. I'm trying, right. I'm definitely not perfect. We're all just trying (laughs) for me. One way I intentionally try is even just in, um, I'm not in this season of my life, um, getting up an hour early, um, every morning either, but even just when I wake up before my feet hit the floor, I recite simple things myself, like in the morning, when I rise, give me Jesus. Mm. Or I have, um, here at my desk, I have a, like a, a printed sign that I got years ago at a conference. And it says, I have decided to follow Jesus no turning back, no turning back. Mm, So just, you know, just these ways to acknowledge at the start of my day, God, you are the one I want at the start of my day. I commit to following you. Um, 
And so to have these, yeah, kind of reminders and, and mantras and verses imprinted on my heart in place that I can kind of, you know, go back to again and again and again, it reminds me, okay, Lord, like you really are the one I want. Like you really are Mm -hmm. good and gracious and abounding in faithful love. Yes. That's so good. So I want to talk a little bit about a story we find in this uh, week of the Courageous Joy Bible Study. If you guys are doing the Bible study already, I hope that you are loving it. I'm sure you are. If you haven't and you are enjoying the conversations that Mary and I are having, you can find even more stories and scripture in the Courageous Joy Bible Study. But we talk about, um, we look at this, the story of Jesus being anointed by a quote, sinful woman. It's found in Luke chapter seven. Um, Mary, what, can you just give us a little quick overview of of what happens here in in this story? Sure. Uh, So Jesus is once again, as he frequently does (laughs) through his uh, journeys, he's eating dinner with some people and the man's hungry. Like we all are, right? We've got to eat, you know, you got to eat. And he, they are sitting around the table and a woman comes in and she is apparently a well-known quote unquote, sinful woman from mm-hmm. the community and without speaking, or at least that's what the story tells us. Uh, she goes to Jesus and just begins worshiping him. Mm-hmm. She anoints him with very expensive perfume and oil. She, um, cleans his feet with her tears and her hair. And of course, uh, some of the more religious people in attendance are very upset. Mm -hmm. And Jesus says, look, this woman has been forgiven much. And so her response to me is much, it's not too much. Mm -hmm. It's just right. And he talks about how, you know, someone forgiven a little, is likely to respond with a little love. Mm -hmm. But when we realize how much we have been forgiven for, when we truly acknowledge that, we can't help but be so grateful, be so overcome that we have to express it. Mm -hmm. We have to be, I don't know, just so forthright with, I don't know, I just... I am not the woman I, well, I am sinful, but in that, in that story, I know who I am and I am the Pharisee looking down my nose Mm -hmm. saying, get it together, lady, you are acting a little crazy. Right. And I'm not saying it to her. Well, I might be, but I'm saying it to me Mm -hmm. because I'm afraid to express that. So Jesus say, no, if you feel this, tell me. Mm -hmm. And I think he's, he's saying like, look, we've all been forgiven for a whole lot. Mm-hmm. So we shall be pretty happy about that. Right. And by happy, I mean, joyful. Right. <laughs> but the, 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 there is no expression of, of gratitude, no expression of worship or love or joy that is too much for God. Right. We are never too much for God. And that's, that's the part of the story that I really connect with because I Mm -hmm. often, I often feel like too much. Mm -hmm. And so whether I turn that outward and Mm -hmm. think other people are being too much or I'm more honest and directed toward myself, either way I'm wrong because Jesus is saying, no, it's not too much. 
It's not too much. And I think the other thing that strikes me about this story, and I think it's so incredible that it's recorded in scripture for all of us to learn from is the fact that like, you know, here's this really intimate encounter with Jesus and this woman, and there's these onlookers who have opinions about it. And basically Jesus is saying like, it's not about you. It's not about you, Mr. Pharisee or religious man who is sitting next to me. Like Mm -hmm. your opinions and preference for how someone else shows their joy and worship and gratitude really doesn't matter. Yeah. And, you know, even in small ways, I can see how like my own worry or fear of what other people will think of me can affect how I worship the Lord. Even, you know, I, uh, we just recently started going um, back to church. We have an outdoor service, masks, the whole thing. Um, but I'm, I'm out of practice of corporate worship. Mm. And, um, and so just this past week, you know, we're, we are, we are singing and the lyrics were just ministering to my heart and I, and I wanted to raise my hands and that's not in, you know, I know every church has its own kind of culture and comfort level. And it's, it's at my particular place where I call church home. It's not out of the normal, but it's also not what everyone's doing. Mm-hmm. And I, I had this moment in my head quickly of like, like what, like, sh- should I not, should I not lift my hands to the heavens in praise? Like even my husband who is not a demonstrative person when it comes to <laughs> anything, um, you know, like, like, well, he think it's too much and th- that's not him. That's me. You know, that's me projecting my own stuff. And, and I just think it's, and so I'm, I'm grateful that I was like, okay, not about what anyone else thinks. Like, this is just about my genuine joy and gratitude for acknowledging who God is and what he has done in my life. And so, but you know, it's like, and that's not washing Jesus's feet with my hair or my tears. Like it's so small. And yeah, I think it's important to, for us to think about like, how are we stifling our joy for the mm-hmm. Lord? You know, how are, how are we holding back and what would it look like, um, to just to love him and worship him in freedom? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, that I definitely identify with that. I wrote a very similar story that's in mm-hmm. the courageous joy Bible study about, basically being afraid to raise my hands in worship Mm -hmm. and how uh, my young daughter was so free with her childlike faith and say, mommy, let's raise our hands for Jesus. I was like, oh, okay. So awkward. (laughs) Why, why is it awkward? Right. So yeah, I love this story because it encourages us to just be authentic Mm -hmm. Well, I think first it encourages us to really take a hard look at how much we've been forgiven for. Yeah. Kind of like when we talked about the prodigal son story mm-hmm. and then be authentic with how we receive that and how we are grateful for that and how we just love Jesus because he's Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yes. Love that. And I think this leads us perfectly into the verse that we wanted to focus on today. It's Psalm 66 verses one and two. And today I'm reading from the ESV and it says, shout for joy to God, all the earth, sing the glory of his name, give to him glorious praise. And really what, what a beautiful um, invitation 
to take what we've talked about today and, you know, to let what God has done in our lives overflow into, into a shout of joy to who he is. Yes. Yeah. I love that. So friends, we pray that you will find joy in the Lord today. Shout for joy to God, all the earth, sing to the glory of his name, give to him glorious praise. Meditate friends today on this Psalm 66, one and two, and we hope you'll join us next time. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Encourage podcast. If you want to learn more about becoming a woman of courageous joy, pick up the Courageous Joy Bible Study, available on dayspring.com or wherever books are sold. This study is great to do on your own or with a group of friends. If you want a free preview, visit encourage.me forward slash courageous joy, and we will send you the first week of the Courageous Joy Bible Study. Friends, we pray that you will feel God's delight over you today as you walk in His joy. The Encourage Podcast is sponsored by Dayspring, makers of our favorite cards, journals, and gifts. Need a little hope and encouragement? Head over to dayspring.com 